Is that camera work? You're listening to the Simple Table Podcast, where we dive into complex, real, and relevant topics. So we we talked about when we're operating in our giftings that we need to realize that is it's it's giving out of our abundance that he's given us that we're not emptying ourselves out we're operating from abundance we're not operating out of somebody else's lack because if you're always operating out of somebody else's lack then you're only ever going to be meeting somebody who you view as lacking or poor or whatever you're only going to be meeting their needs and you can disregard everybody else who you don't think is in need and I can assure you there are plenty of people who on the outside don't look like they need anything, but on the inside, they are lacking tremendous, you know. Yeah. I think even the reverse can be true. You know, we see people who look like they're in deep need, but they've found themselves content. And, uh, yeah, you know, one of the things that has kind of been interesting when I first heard of the, the, the idea of the zero sum game. That you have, you know, if you were to take a pie chart and say there's 100% of the pie and you have to divide that out into sections, percentages, and uh, once once all the percentages have been uh, given away, the pie's gone. And I think that too often we do operate from that place where we we then move to the lacking mentality. Like I'm, I'm giving and in my giving it will deplete and I only have so much percentage uh, to give. And people look at that same same thing of like, I need, I need, I need. And it comes from this, this lack of abundance, but more from a place like that we should begin to, to view is, is from the place of abundance. And so one of the things that I wonder about when we talk about this whole idea of individualism versus collectivism uh how much how much of that zero-sum game is actually uh that that mentality plays into that that part um because when you when you begin to consider um that it's that it is a from a a viewing the world from a lack perspective um people who have been pulled on so much they find themselves running to i need the pie all to myself so i'm going to protect my gifting i'm going to protect my my life all that stuff because if i give uh part of the pie is going to be released same thing with collectivism um is that we have one big pie that we're trying to operate from rather than understanding like what does it look like when we bring bring things together and there's there's more pies than we know what to do with. <laughs> you know, there's, there's, here you got five loaves and two fish and all of a sudden it multiplies to be able to feed 5,000. And, and so the, the, some of those, some of those ideas get, get pulled into, um, the way in which we view why collectivism becomes such a, a major part or individualism becomes such a major part. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting to look at like these stories that are written, in the four gospels of Jesus feeding the 5,000 and like all these different things where there's a mass and they're referred to in the collectivism as this mass. But then it goes into the individual side of 
we only had X amount and every single person was fed. Yeah. It goes, it, it's this balance that I don't even know. I don't know if the gospel writers understood at the time when they were writing it, that that's what was going to be conveyed. Hmm. Um, but if they did, they did it really well, except for the fact that we completely gloss over it because we pay attention more to our culture that we're in right. and our places of comfort than yeah. questioning these you know, these things that that we can just put our own version on top of the gospel and say, yeah. this is what it is. Yeah. Um, well, and I, I think about like, well, when Jesus, when Jesus is talking about the kingdom, um, there is this idea that we miss um, of the imperialistic idea of Roman culture that um, that he was being confronted against, that the Jews were being confronted against. And it was totally a collective idea. It was a collectivism idea. Like, you either submit to our way of thinking or you will suffer the consequences. And um, so when Jesus begins to talk about the kingdom, we've, at least for myself, like, I've I've not understood it in light of the cultural context that he's dis- discussing, like that he's a part of, that the conversations sitting at the table are they're having about how do we deal with this? Like if we don't abide by these these ways of thinking that totally eliminate uh, the humanity of people, and it just is about the the big corporation of Rome. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we don't abide by that. Uh, our lives are in jeopardy. Our lives are at stake. And, you know, they're going in and they're marching through nations and just swallowing them whole, become a Roman citizen, become part of this, this thing. Uh, and if not, the cross is, is yours to bear and we'll make a public spectacle of you. And so when Jesus begins to talk about the kingdom, it's, it's really interesting how he's actually confronting some of these ideas. And when we don't understand that, we, like you just said, we gloss over. So I'm, I'm finding myself really perplexed and, and even compelled by thinking of, um, if, if this collective, collectivism idea is what was happening in their day and their age. And Jesus is talking about a different kingdom. What is the nature of the kingdom of God? And how does it actually affect those ideals? Right now, we probably are more, uh, because of, of our Western, where we are right now, our, our Western ideologies, we're more uh, geared and based towards the individualism. Um, but there is there are aspects of both that are, are being portrayed and confronted in the Gospels. Yeah, it's, it's like what Nicole and I were talking about. You got to find that middle ground of between the two um, to actually figure out what the kingdom is yeah you you got to be willing to ask questions and you gotta like they're and and that's the other thing is I was talking with somebody I think it was last week and the idea of of just asking any question and, and not having a basis not having like a foundation for what's important and, and what's true and just asking questions to ask questions, you can kind of get lead us, led astray. But um, I think when you have the foundation of that God is good mm-hmm. and you start to see the Trinity for who they are, 
asking questions within that context becomes a lot more eye-opening and a lot clearer to see a full picture or a fuller picture. I don't think we're going to see a full picture, but we get a, a fuller picture of, um, of what the kingdom actually is and how to actually start walking in that. Well, and even being able to realize that that is possible or available to right. us, that there's so much more than what we experience now. Usually that that's, that's possible. Right. I think we go about most of our days going, you can't, you can't actually be like that. We're so, but again, we, we exchange our identity for that of what the world is saying. This is who you are. Yeah. You know, we exchange who he says we are with this idea of we're just these filthy sinners. And that's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You're never going to get anywhere with that idea. Yeah. Because with that idea also comes the idea that the father is out to kill you because mm-hmm. he's holy and there's this separation. He cannot be in the presence of evil, even though Satan came to him in the book of Job and said, let me, if, if you would just let me mess with him, I bet he would just turn on you. Well, if God can't be in the presence of evil, what does that even mean in that book? When Satan goes and tempts Jesus in the desert, how is it that God cannot be in the presence of evil? It's just a ridiculous mindset. And so when you start to dismantle that and go, uh, are we really just these horrible sinners and that's our identity or can we actually be who he created us to be? Can we start walking out in holiness and walk in the kingdom and not be slaves to sin, which he's already told us you're not. I've already taken that from you. I've dealt with that. Graham cook said something years ago that I, I love and it's, he's not concerned with your sin. He dealt with that on the cross. He's concerned with your righteousness Mm -hmm. and seeing you walk out who he created you to be. And yet we like to waste time with this idea of I could never be that. That's ridiculous. Well, that makes me think about how this one philosopher is saying that the more that you are in unity, the more you actually become who you are like a, I don't know if he said an organism, but but something when it's within union doesn't get absorbed. It becomes more of what it was created for. And so I even think not just within human relationships, when we're in relationship, we become more of what we were created for. I'm thinking even in relationship with God, when we become one with him, we are even more distinguished in our identity of who we were created to be as humans. Mm-hmm. And so... The more unity, the more union we have with God, the more fully we are ourselves. Right. The more distinction there is of of who we are, which is not the same as him, and yet we are one with him. Right. Yeah. It's a whole lot easier to start seeing who you are when you realize where you're actually seated. Yes. Because when you're in the center, you can actually visualize yourself as sitting. I am in the center of the Trinity. They're other-centered. They're 
talking to me about who I was created to be and this is my identity, you actually start to believe it. At the same time, I I know for myself, um, just years ago, wherever I would move to and the people I was hanging around, they had tremendous influence on me. And I, I was the type of person that would adjust to be, to fit in, mm-hmm. still stand out or whatever, but fit in within that particular culture. And so that, you know, there was comfort. Yeah. Um, because it's uncomfortable to be in a group of people that you're completely different from and, yeah. and still stand out. Um, and, and I actually saw the, I saw both sides of that, you know, whenever I confronted somebody with something that they were completely uncomfortable from, they drew back and they just were like, this is too much. Um, so your surroundings influence you, of course. So it's like realizing who you're surrounded by. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I completely agree that being in a, a healthy community is incredibly important for people. And that's not something that everybody gets to have, which is unfortunate. But you can, if, if you actually realize where you're seated and you're, you're diving in and you're investing into, or at least listening to this relationship that you already have and don't have a choice of, I mean, honestly, you don't have a choice of sitting there. He already put you there. Yeah. It's just a matter of, are you going to engage with it? I think you'll start to see more healthy communities pop up from individuals who realize this thing. And then it is the benefit of everyone around you and yourself Mm -hmm. that you start to get this living in the, living in the kingdom culture. Um, and it can, it, it, it's not, it's not rules based kind of thing where, you know, you've got to read Danny Silk's book and to get exactly what it is. It's, it's out of relationship that these things are formed and we're all going to, you know, we're going to mess up at times, but it, there doesn't need to be the, the drawback. It should draw us further in together. Yeah. And if we don't agree on things let's not walk away you know i mean it it's it it gets me every time to think about that do we have free will yes but at the same time do we have the ability to walk away from god we don't he took that from us that idea you can throw out the window you're not going to go anywhere without him you you will never go anywhere without it being four persons and if you actually start to realize the benefit of that and the, the beauty of that, then you can start to live that out with the people around you as well, because they're not, the Holy Spirit's not going anywhere. Father God's not going anywhere. Jesus isn't going anywhere. And I can tell you, you probably don't agree with them on everything yet. Yeah. So how can we apply that to each other? And that's where I think that fine line of walking in collectivism and individualism, like knowing that healthy spot is, mm-hmm. is going to help relationships. 
Yeah, I think healthy community is created by secure individuals, secure identities. Yeah. Mm. Us recognizing that with God first, probably. Yeah. And it it's funny because I kind of wonder if we had, if we lived in a different, if we lived in the East, what would we be saying uh-huh. in regards to this relationship? Yeah. Because it is... It's not just us in the middle. It's everyone. Yeah. Every single person has been pulled into this relationship. We're all seated in the middle of the Trinity. And I'll probably be called a heretic for that one too. But hey, guess what? I don't really care. Um, <laughs> it's It's not the fact that, you know, a lot of people just don't realize it. We don't realize where we're seated. Even Christians, most of, I think, Christians don't realize where we're seated. But when you actually do start to see that and you start asking questions to them, and, and I, I agree, like, the shack was one of the most amazing portrayals of what we have mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And yet, we don't realize it on a day-to-day basis it's it goes past us and we get so busy with our own things so what does it look like to walk out your daily life with with the trinity with knowing that there are constantly at least four people in the room it would change things a little bit yeah at least for me but I'm working on it. And you're right. Like if we were in a different culture, we would be asking these questions maybe from a slightly different slant, but still hopefully leaning towards that same, what is that? What is that? Not ideal or perfect, but what is that place that where we're meant to really live from, where you can live from fully? Yeah. Well, we can do more to come. We got Kyle for a while. Yeah. Well, Simeon was... A little bit able to be quiet and be out here, but more to unpack. Yeah. And we will continue the conversation at the simple table. At the simple table. <laughs> where things are not simple. Yes. All right. That's a good thing. We'll see you guys later. Mm-hmm.